Hello, and it's been a while, and we're back with the Nintendads. I'm Matt. And I'm Eric. So, Eric, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. We're at your house right now, and hopefully your cat doesn't jump on my lap while we're recording, but she probably will. But uh, what are we going to be talking about today? We got a special review. We do. We have, um, is it an early edition, would you call it? No. No. <laughs> it's been out. <laughs> well, it's people want to get the word out about it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a game called My Little Scythe, and it is made by Stonemeyer Games, mm-hmm. uh, and I played it with my two kids, uh, five and seven, and it was good. We how, had a good time playing it. How did they do? I mean, I know your oldest is pretty good with games um, and grasping rules and stuff like that. How did your five-year-old do? Well, I'll give you a quick uh uh, lowdown on what the game is like. So you you are little animals, siblings, and you try to collect materials and you try to do things to get these trophies. And the first person to get four trophies is not necessarily the winner, but they start activating the final turn. And if they're the only person with four trophies after the final turn, they do win the game. Otherwise, there's some tiebreaker rules if more people get to four trophies. Um, so basically you go around this map, you collect things. If you collect a certain number of gems, you get a trophy for that. If you do a certain number of nice things for other people, you get friendship points. And then if you get enough friendship points, you can get a trophy for that. So there's lots of different ways you can get these trophies and win the game. So you can kind of take your own path, which is really interesting. Um, it is based off of the rules of the game Scythe. Yeah, which is the, basically adult version of this. I mean, this is the kid's version of Scythe, obviously. Correct. Yep. And I believe the story is, is that the um, there, there was a guy who wanted to play Scythe with his daughter, um, but he thought it was a little bit too complicated. And so when he was developing this game, he actually worked with his daughter to help develop uh, My Little Scythe. That's cool. Yeah. It's a it's a nice little origin. Yeah. I mean, I they, it seems like uh, more games have been creating you know, kids versions and it's nice to see a kid version, but it still doesn't strip out everything away. I mean, I, I play Monopoly Jr. Scrabble Jr. Like with my kids and those are fun, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see like a really well-made product that could be fun with it for anybody, not just kids. Like hopefully it was an enjoyable experience for you too. Yeah. I would say that the rules were just bordering on too much um for my five-year-old um so there's a video that explains the rules to you as well which is helpful um but it's there's a lot to do in it there's Mm -hmm. a lot to think about and definitely um for my daughter who's five she didn't really have a good strategy coming into Mm -hmm. it you know obviously it's her first time playing it Uh, and it does say i mean age ranges obviously vary depending on your kids but it does suggest eight and up yes but you know we've played games that are say eight or ten or something and a five-year-old can play it yep. um and maybe sometimes you play a game um that says i there's one game uh stuff fables says seven and up and it's actually like really complicated yeah no, where it's sure. probably like um you know if seven if you're with a parent which it's really designed for yeah. but if they were by themselves they might need to be like 12 <laughs> well, and depending you know you can either add in handicaps for them or you can kind of just forget certain rules to mm-hmm. make it just a simpler game 
we didn't have to do that in this game. It is a competitive game, which is not something that we normally play. Yeah. We usually try to play cooperative games because uh, there's some issues with losing. They've gotten a lot better over the years, but there was a point about halfway through this where uh, my son, who's seven, uh, saw that things weren't going well for him, and he was <laughs> getting a bit distraught about it. Pouting so, maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so we just I, I had to kind of explain, you still have a really good chance at winning, and in the end, I beat both of my kids. Uh, <laughs> you didn't let them win. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. No, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't play easy on them. You know, they got to understand what life is really like. Uh, so I, I beat them, but they were fine with it. They actually seemed to enjoy the game. Yeah. And so that's a success in my mind. And you said, so it, it says it takes about 45 minutes, but you said it for your first run, it took closer to an hour, which is a significant time investment when yeah, you're thinking of um attention spans of kids <laughs> and there's a lot to if you were to get this game and um want to play it right away like the kids see it and they're like let's play a game of that there's a lot to unbox and like a lot of things to pop out of packaging and to sort into different piles and things like that and then you have to learn the rules i mean you need almost an hour of initial setup for the whole game and and then you have probably an hour for at least the first first game so that's a bit much yeah luckily i opened it all up beforehand and had it all ready to go and i even watched the video so i could kind of explain the rules easier to them so that helped out a lot but it still took us an hour yeah um so, so. we haven't talked about the the setting or the theme um you well i mean you you were the first thing you saw when you unbought because i was there when you took it out with your son and was just looking at the pieces and i was i mean the components it seemed like they're really high quality like really large miniatures they even give you a painting guide if if your kids are interested in painting. Yeah, they're really detailed little um, miniatures. And uh, I think that that really helps to sell it to the kids where they can just kind of play around with the figures when they aren't necessarily playing with their turn or something. And they, they look really cool. They're all these little animals. And the idea is, is that the animals are competing in a, a tournament. I think it's like the harvest tournament. Yeah. Um, and whoever gets the four trophies is the winner. So... Yeah, it has, it has uh, elements like pie fights, uh, friendship points. There's magic cards. The magic cards just give you more pies. Uh, but it, it has different strategies for playing. So I, I like the idea that there's so many different ways to win. So the kids don't necessarily have to think of one clear objective. They just kind of do things and then they start amassing trophies no matter what they do almost, which is nice. Because there's multiple ways to earn a trophy like there is there what like seven or eight different ways and you're trying to get to five yes so you can do different things depending on how the game's going and the only real like penalty in the game is if you get so uh, so low in your friendship you can't be awarded trophies oh okay uh, so it kind of forces, forces people to, to, to be a little bit nicer little bit. with each other yeah exactly so i mean i talked about having more like kids versions and you know you like you said the person the people who helped develop this um, where it had the idea of how do I play Scythe with my kids. Right. And I think it's cool to have these type of games that kind of introduce your kids to the hobby, something that you enjoy, an, you know, an offline way of interacting with your friends and mm -hmm. strategizing. And, you know, people like to compete as well. We play, I play a lot of cooperative games, but it's fun to play a competitive game here and there. Sure. I mean, how did you feel? Like, does, do you feel like this is a game that you would play every once in a while with your kids or do they think you think that you would steer towards more towards shorter 
comp- uh, cooperative games? I probably would steer towards more cooperative games. I, I think it was fun, and for certain families, it would be a really good game to have. But um, I find that cooperative games are just a lot easier yeah. to, to pull out. And even if we don't complete the game and we have to go and do something else, uh, it's not a big deal. But when you're in a competitive game <laughs> like this, it just puts a lot more pressure on the situation. And um, it is a good game. And if you have kids that maybe even a little bit older than five and seven, yeah. I think that they could jump into it really quickly. Um, a little bit of the problem, though, is that when you get older, um, older kids, you know, the some of the th- like the uh, elements of it start to become a little kitty, like the pie fights and the friendship points. You know, if I brought this to a game night uh, with like a bunch of adults, we could play it and the de- the game mechanics are good, but the themes are just so kitty that yeah. I think people would be I did. There was somebody at a, by a local game store and she said she actually did like playing with her friends, like as sure. a light, a more of a light filler game uh, that she could play with the friends that was like a, a sh- quicker version of Scythe. Yep. So I think I haven't actually played Scythe, um, but it's, I think it's ranked Two or three on Board Game Geek is like top game right now, right behind Gloomhaven. Yeah, it's a very and this well company Stonemeyer is just cranking out hit after hit with Scythe and Charterstone, and now this Wingspan game, which is like sold out everywhere, killing it. And their artwork is always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm glad that they we were actually I got a review copy from Jamie Segmeyer himself. And so very appreciative that they were able to send that to us. We really appreciate it. And so it was a uh, fun game to play. Even though my kids are younger, I'll, I'll probably will try to play it with my four year old just so he can see it. I'm sure he'll like the pieces and the, the theme and everything. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. So what else have we been doing? Uh, I have a, a quick review for a movie. I'll, I'll give you a, what's the movie? Um, so the movie, the new version of Halloween. Yeah, we just went from a kid's game That's to right. Halloween. That's how this show works. <laughs> we just jump to the next topic. It's completely disconnected. It's called Transitions. Transitions. Let's talk about Halloween. Brutal, brutal murders. Uh, it's it's uh, Jamie so Lee Curtis. Jamie is Lee back. Curtis is back. She's an old woman. I'm going to say She's, she's not. Is she his brother in this one? Because did they? Yes. Okay. It's the same. Because she wasn't originally. Essentially, his it, brother. Correct? It takes place with the continuity of Halloween one and two existing. Okay. But then all Everything the other ones are scrapped. Rob Zombie. Rob never Zombie ones existed. are scrapped. Uh, Halloween H two O is not <laughs> part of it. Um, they just kind of move past oh, all man. those things. Like, but this one was. You told me you actually liked it. It was very enjoyable. It was an extremely well done horror movie. The horror elements to it. There's a lot of suspense. I'm going to say this is spoiler free uh, okay? because I don't have to go into too many details to kind of give you the gist of it. Um, People die. People definitely die. Michael Meyer walks. Really, really horribly. Horribly. Yeah. The, the, the murder scenes were disturbing, I would say. Okay. But you know what? If I'm sitting down to watch a horror movie, I got to be ready for that. Were the kills more gruesome than uh, Upgrade? We haven't talked about that on the air, but Upgrade is basically like the a Venom type movie, but with AI that I heard was really gruesome. Yeah, I would say that they are more gruesome. Well, they're they're more brutal Brutal. because uh, Upgrade's kills happen so quickly. Oh, okay. This Uh, is like slower. Well, they just like they keep pounding ahead into something. You know, like it just keeps going, and you're just like, wow, this is. 
really intense He's, murder. You said it's kind of aware of horror movie tropes as well. Yes. It, like the doors. Like you know, I'll let you tell it. <laughs> Sorry. It, it puts the tropes on their heads, right? I mean, it, <laughs> it, it subverts all these genres of the, the woman running away from the guy. And uh, I, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Uh, but it, it definitely has some callbacks to the original Halloween, but it kind of uh, changes around perspective on things. Okay. So it's really interesting and really well done. And if you like horror movies, I highly recommend it. Cool. I have something not, that I have a non-recommendation. Normally, I'm pretty like loosey goosey, you know, like yeah, hey, you're a positive guy. I, I'm like, hey, you know, like even Venom, like you know, if people like it, that's that's fine. Full power to them. And I mean, it's not that I don't have my criticism of, of movies, but I kind of like to each each their own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what a review site should do is just give very generic. <laughs> here's po- to well, each not your generic. Own. Not you might like positive. it, you might not. I yeah, here's know. my pros. Okay. Here's my cons. Yeah. But yeah. you don't need to. I'm not like a hot take factory. Sure. Like you are an idiot if yeah. you watch Halloween. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, like that's just what commentaries become, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have a hot take. Yeah, let's hear it. Netflix needs to add a delete feature. Okay. Where you could just delete something so you don't see it anymore. All right. And ideally, I delete it from my memory. What, what is this horrible, horrible it's, Netflix abomination? It's really not that bad. It's just really, it's, it's disappointing. So I finished Arrested Development. Oh. <laughs> I got you there, didn't I? Yeah. So I, I was one of the few people who didn't, you know, I was, a, I actually didn't, I was an indifferent, indifferent mm-hmm. is the word. I was, I, don't, I can't say liked, but it was okay. It was a season four. It, it had a long hiatus. It was dead. They bring it back. It should have just been a movie, one and done. Right. Hour and a half, two hours with a funny overarching plot that had callbacks to Mr. F and different things and like whatever. But it's, it's been how many years? It, was, it came out in what, 2002, 2003? And I had a short three-season run. Yep. And then I just I finished the last eight episodes, I think, or ten. I don't remember. They split this last season. And it was just – there were moments where I went like ten minutes without laughing. Yeah, it, and like just like cringe-inducing editing mm. and green screens because they clearly like sometimes they couldn't have actors together. Yeah. So yeah. – The magic is gone. Yeah, I mean, and it shouldn't matter for a comedy. Like, I, I'll be, I'll be forgiving because I know it's a comedy, is whatever. Right, it's more but about like, the jokes than yeah. The, but the there's clearly like so, so much of a continuity screw ups that they like had one two minute scene of Michael on a golf cart where the glare is covering his face, so you can't see his lips. Oh, and gosh. then Buster's on the phone. Yeah, because Buster's in been going back at the time he's out of prison but it was like a flashback of when he was in prison to basically just like we gotta we gotta move this forward so remember that one time you told me this or something i don't know and like it was so i mean if that would have been like a five second cut cut away and you're covering his face because you're like "Ah, we don't have anything and there was just so much voiceover it was like a whole scene of yeah trying to pretend like he's saying this yeah it was so much voiceover like when the actor is looking the other way yeah and then it doesn't match what they're saying and i know that shouldn't matter it it really doesn't matter actually the thing that matters when it comes to plot and comedy it just wasn't there they just kept hitting the same like three things from the newer series of like 
have you watched? You watched season four. I did. Like fake block and all these whatever, and it was just all this stuff. And then it wrapped up, and there was um, a little bit of a surprise ending. So I'm not going to spoil it, even though it was bad, and you probably shouldn't watch it. I mean, if you're a fan, I guess just grin and bear it while you're like you know doing other things. But yeah, I was so disappointing. So that was my hot take. If I could delete it from Netflix so that I only saw the first three seasons. And maybe I'd go back and watch it. Like, but I don't even know. At this point, it's ruined the first three seasons for me. And now I don't even watch the, want to watch those. Whereas, like, I will go back and watch The Office yeah. or even Parks and Rec. And I'll, wa- you know, occasionally if there's nothing on, I'll throw it on because it's pretty much always funny. And my wife lets, likes to watch Friends. And, like, even that is funny sometimes. Well, the whole new series, when, since it's been on Netflix, has been just really disheartening and it's i think every fan is just like let's just drop it guys and move yeah. on i don't know why they're dragging it out so much i can't imagine it's kind of one of those things like you know we don't know what netflix's viewing numbers are <laughs> right and so everyone's wondering like i don't know if you are know people watching this and enjoying it I, so i got an e- email from jerry stegmaier and he sent me the game from stonemeyer games and i was really appreciative i also got an email from netflix yeah and this is now a series on netflix We've been greenlit. Oh, good. Because they just greenlight everything. They're like, hey, we heard of these two guys. <laughs> we heard of these two guys. They like to just, you know, jab it up, you know, <laughs> talking about whatever. Put them on. Yeah, it's just going to be a black screen mm-hmm. with the, like, the audio levels on the screen. And it's just our podcast, but it's on Netflix. <laughs> I'll be bluntly obvious. I, I mean, I'm perfectly honest. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> You gonna listen to it? I'm gonna use the net, the new Netflix delete feature. The need, yes, the delete feature. Please delete that from. So if it isn't on Netflix, it's because Grimes deleted it. That's fine. I didn't mention when I delete it. Yeah, when I delete it, it's not just for myself. It's right. for everybody. Oh wow, that's a very. Guys, good... We just added to that. Yeah, that's what you added. <laughs> Seems like a very dangerous feature. Yeah, there's nothing on there now. <laughs> so you got anything else? Um. So I guess I'll talk about it. we we were gonna do a theme on mice mice after or after we did mice and men like two times ago mice and mystics mice and mystics I was mice gonna say men. are we gonna talk about mice we and talk men? about yeah Lenny uh, no uh, living, but, uh, living on the fat of the but Lenny. I watched so I'll I'll be quick I watched American an American Tale mm-hmm. and I watched The Secret of Nim both mice based movies yes from yes. our childhood and I watched these because it's been a while it was like a month or two ago sure. I'll just tell you, they don't hold up. Oh no! Come on. The, I'll give I'll give you this. The animation is done by the same people in the Secret of Nim. Oh, in both both? Movies? yeah. That's interesting. <sighs> He's a dis- See, this is how you know when you They've when it's the- been a while, you, you lose all your prep work and you can't remember people's names. The guy who created this ta- studio was a Disney guy, okay. which is why the animation looks like Disney. And in your mind, sometimes you might think, "Oh, an American tale it must be a Disney movie." It's not. Huh. Um, but he made his own branch. So he's got the the market he, cornered on mice <laughs> looked, animation. Looked like Disney movie, yeah. But they're just not good. Like, <laughs> there's one of those things where people think like, "Oh, it was better in our back in our day." It's no animation right now. As much as I would like to see more hand drawn movie animation, the stories that are being told by Pixar. And Disney, mm-hmm. and it was the different the different branches <laughs> of them, and all these other companies is so much better than what it was thirty years ago. 
like there's so much you there's, know, there's every, a lot of every Pixar, in those I mean there films. are but it's like like you look at a movie like the Incredibles or Incredibles whatever or even Moana on the Disney side um or Toy Story I mean Toy Story 3 my goodness it's like the the storytelling in the movies now there's there's not really gaps like you watch Secret of Nim and it's all over the place well, it's and, based on a book as well. No, I know, but it's like they kind of just like rush through it and it doesn't yeah, make sure. that much sense. And, no. and it's whatever. It's what I'm saying is it's kind of the golden age of of being able to watch a movie with your kids and actually enjoy it. Hmm. So, did you watch either of those with your kids or just completely? By I yourself? did watch The Secret of Nim, even though it's kind of terrifying and nightmare. I was gonna say that's not the one to choose. I would choose an American I think I, tale. I did watch both of them actually, because I think. I was able to find uh, American Tale. I think it's on Prime now, hmm. but I think I watched. It's also on YouTube. Like, there's that kind of official version that has ads, but watching on my PS4, it didn't play any ads for some reason. So, I, I don't know if you answered the question. Did you watch it with your kids? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yourself? I watched both of them with my kids. What did your kids think of it? They kind of were. They would watch. They watched a little bit, but they kind of tuned out and hmm. during parts because I don't think they were following it. Whereas, like, we watch. I've watched other movies um, where both of them, my four-year-old can definitely sit and watch a whole movie now if he's interested. Sure. My two-year-old will watch five minutes and then start doing other things. Oh, that's tough too, sure. But what I've watched, you know, like my two-year-old will watch Wreck-It Ralph from start to finish if we want, if we really wanted to watch it because yeah, he likes the, it. The, it's an engaging enough of a yeah. film with the animation and, yeah. and story and um, flashy lights. But then I also watched... Because it's home with a sick kid, I watched four episodes of the new Spider-Man series on Disney XD, and there's no tie-in for that besides Disney has a mouse, Mickey Mouse, um, and it was cool. It was a Spider-Verse thing. We've talked about Spider-Verse a lot in other episodes, but um, it's definitely for an older audience. But in these crossovers, it had Spider-Ham, which my kids call Spider-Pig because mm-hmm. it's the pig, and they he yeah. really liked that, and so. Uh, it was kind of cool to see like a different take on the Spider Verse because it was very different. Um, so I don't know if you if you have Disney XD, it might I be worth not. watching. Or I mean, you can watch for free online. I think mm. with ads, mm. possibly. I don't know. Don't trust me. Don't, don't take his word on that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. There's some that, some of those shows maybe you like can the watch most recent episode ads. or something. Yeah, some but you can watch. You I probably think. can't go back to previous episodes. Probably not that far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. I think that's it. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Should we pick a theme for the next uh, <laughs> next episode? I don't know. Why do we always not think about a theme until right at the end? Well, I think that's the best is that we just come up with those top of our heads and then it's some terrible thing that we somehow have to bend our movies around. Yeah. Since we were just talking about Disney things. Yeah, yeah. What if we talked about, um, That makes. and this sense. isn't like a single word like we have in the past, but the updated live action Disney films. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, there's like Aladdin, a lot of them. Aladdin's yeah. gonna be coming out soon. Dumbo just made a ton of money, even though it didn't even get that good of reviews. Right, and then we have um, Aladdin, The Lion, Lion King, King. Mm-hmm. and then we talk about. And there's countless the numbers ones. that have already Be- come out. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. I think Little Mermaid is on the horizon. They're gonna make so much money. Yeah, they right. get, like they need more money, but they're gonna well, make even more money. We could talk about if they're doing it right or not. Yeah, you know, we we got a lot of examples like that are already out there, like Beauty and the Beast, and yeah, and all that stuff. All right. So that's what we'll do. On our next episode, yes, of Nintendo Dads. <laughs>